0: Hello, and welcome back to the education on fire podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to be with us here today. We're so excited about our ever growing community. And one of the things that we're really all coming together to do is to support our book project, which is bringing lots of resources, information and insights from our guests and creating them in a child friendly book that we'd like to be able to give to the children in our lives. Now to find out more about this, please go to educationonfire.com forward slash book, where you can find out all the information you need to know. Now today I'm chatting to Adrian Whitok and he's the founder of Sharpen, a new platform for smart note-taking. A successful actor and entrepreneur, Adrian has drawn on his background to design a tool specifically for the education sector to provide a revolutionary new way to access and apply learning. Sharpen fills a real gap in the education landscape for more efficient online collaboration between learners, teachers and peers. By combining real-time communication with lesson notes that can be recorded and revisited instantly, Sharpen facilitates better, more collaborative peer-to-peer revision in a personalised and interactive way that, that effectively takes the user back in time. Drawing on the proven methodology that learners remember more when multiple senses are stimulated, Sharpen replicates this from within the platform, empowering learners to create smart notes to remember more and perform better. Now just before this really interesting conversation with Aidan, here's a quick thank you to our sponsor. Scientific SOS, written by Daniel Phelps, is a unique children's adventure for young people aged 8 to 12 and even to adults. It's where science meets adventure, it's not a science book, it's a children's adventure novel which has science in it. Five pupils, each with their own particular gifts, are thrust into a fight for survival, an exploration that opens up the beauty and wonder of nature, science and the universe. Scientific SOS inspires children to look at the world with fresh eyes and curious minds. Riddled with riddles and poetry, it uses the power of narrative to help understand concepts deeply and remember facts. Children learn best whenever they are interested in something and enjoying themselves. This book does just that. It offers a new creative vehicle to add to the teaching and learning toolbox and creates a relaxed and enjoyable learning environment perfect at any time, but especially now. Scientifica SOS provides a perfect platform for discussions and encourages children to ask questions. So it's not only ideal for loan reading or as a class book, but perfect for homeschooling too. Scientifica SOS can be bought on Amazon, both in Kindle or paperback, or find out more at Scientifica.com. That's Scientifica with an X... X-I-E-N-T-I-F-I-C-A, scientifica.com. Hello, Aiden, and thank you so much for joining us here on the Education on Fire podcast.
1: Mark, thanks so much for having me.
0: So, I'm excited about Sharpen, and that's mainly because I love the idea of how technology can support People in schools, and also having sat through many meetings, I know that anything which can help with that minute taking and those sort of ideas of of how we can just streamline a lot of the things we spend a lot of our time doing is really really important. So take us through exactly what is sharpen for those who haven't heard about it, and exactly what your sort of mission is for it.
1: Yeah, so sharpen started when when we discovered a an absolutely horrifying bit of uh, research, which is that when a student walks out of a, a lesson they remember five to 10% of it. And we just thought that that seems like a very archaic number. How can we use technology to, to improve that? How, how can we make the learning experience more positive and more effective? And we started looking at it and we realized that when people walk out of a session, what they take with them is whatever's in their short-term memory bank. That'd be the first thing. And then generally, whatever notes they take, and people still, the majority of people, still handwrite write notes. Some people use tech, uh, generally something like a Word document, just a giant Word document across the uh, subject. Some people are more advanced than that, using OneNote, Google Drive, Google Docs even. But generally, people still handwrite notes. So that's an analog solution in a digital world. And We thought, hang on, there's got to be a better way of doing this. So here's what Sharpen does. Sharpen records your session. That's the first thing. And every time you take a note with Sharpen, Sharpen timestamps that note onto the recording of the session. So when you pull up your revision notes later, you click on the timestamp and it'll jump straight back to the exact moment when you wrote the note, which means you're not only looking at what you wrote, but you can now revisit what you were looking at, what you were reading, what you were discussing, and any supporting material. So in other words, what we're creating is these super notes that travel back in time to the moment when you first were inspired to write that note.
0: Wow, so you really are talking about using all the senses. So the the app is recording what's happening in a lecture, for example, or in a classroom, it's also visually seeing what you might have on front of you is, is the screen. And also then like you say, the notes that you're taking as part of that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it's great that you mentioned sensors. Yeah, because we're stimulating multiple sensors. And as a result, it becomes a sensory learning experience, rather than simply shorthand scribbled in a fast manner that might not be legible later. So if we can simulate sight sound, obviously not touch, there's a there's a higher chance of being able to remember and relive that moment, because that's what memories are. It's reliving that moment.
0: And I can, I mean, if you just think about the whole memory situation in terms of you know some of the skills that people have about creating a world where you're, I don't know, I've heard stories about when you're going around a room and you associate a certain situation with a certain bit of memory that you want for a particular item or whatever. For me, there's nothing quite like the the physical memory of being in the place I was when I was learning something. And I guess that's what this gives you.
1: Absolutely, what you're speaking about there is memory palacing, which is a lot of fun. And it is fascinating. If, uh, if, for those of you who don't know what memory palacing is, if you were to take a, a room that you're familiar with, like your bedroom, something like that, think about your bedroom and then place five objects in that bedroom. Put one on the bed, on the windowsill, in the cupboard, something like that. The chance of you being able to remember not only those five items, but the sequence of those five items and where they are within the room is dramatically higher. And you can do that with sequences up to however many. I've personally done it with uh, about 20 just to experiment with it. And sure enough, I think I got 18 out of the 20. And that's not me being good or anything like that. That's just the technique working. So yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: So take us a little bit into the, the history shop. And where, where did it come from? You know, is tech your background? Is, is it the note taking idea in the learning or something which has sort of got, driven you to do it?
1: So I'm technically an actor by trade. And I was working on a TV series. Oh, Well, hang on. Before that, I I studied entrepreneurship at university. So so it's always been uh, part of my outlook on life is to to find an idea, play with an idea, and see if I can get something to work. I've always enjoyed that. I've failed many times, uh, and they're all great learnings. Sometimes very painful ones, but but valuable nonetheless. I've succeeded sometimes. Um, and part of the, the, the journey is I ended up in acting. And while I was working on a TV series, uh, the, the show gave me a, a 10 page scene the night before having to do it. And I was nervous, it wasn't planned, it was unexpected, there was a writing change. And um, I've learned tricks over the years from acting fellow actors and acting coaches. That means I can get 10 pages down and prepared in about an hour. And that's again not not me being good or anything like that it's just it's just the methodology working and while I was doing that, I was watching Netflix because the the curse of our generation is we live as multitaskers. so I was learning lines, and I was watching Netflix, which is stupid. that didn't help me, but hey, and <laughs> as I was watching Netflix, I was watching the Tony Robbins documentary, which is fascinating, and uh he had he had fifteen hundred people in a room for a week for seven days, doing twelve, thirteen hour days paying five thousand dollars a head for a life-changing experience and it reminded me of a, a similar kind of thing I did at university and I pulled out my notebook from that week all pumped up loads of energy inspired to go and relive this amazing week of my life and the notebook just fell so short it was such a flat experience and that's when the penny dropped and I realized that I could take tricks from acting and i could apply it to the way that we learn by stimulating multiple senses and creating truth from a learning moment and that was the genesis of sharpen
0: and i can i really got a picture then of the fact that I could I could f I could feel the excitement of you thinking back to that particular class and knowing what it was like because like I say you experienced it and you had this sort yeah. of heightened sense of of watching, you know, one of the greats being able to sort of um get that as part of your your experience as well. But then, yeah. you like say, you say, you look at the, the written word on your notebook or whatever, and it feels very flat. Yep. And it, it, yep. it feels very kind of, <laughs> I was just kind of doing this as opposed to the emotional bit of being in it. And we are emotional beings, aren't we? And that kind of, that connection
1: is really key, I guess. Totally, it was such a wah, wah, wah moment. <laughs> so I thought, oh, no, can't remember anything of this. And that also got me thinking about, about university and school. I, I can't remember anything from inside the lecture hall. And I started speaking to to friends and colleagues, and everyone went, "Yep, don't remember any of that." I remember O week, and I, I I remember the um, the first week of of university, and I remember all the fun times. I remember the, the the sporting events, and I remember all the social stuff. But don't remember actually inside the lecture hall. I thought, "There's got to be a better way." <laughs> yeah, and so we thought, well, sharpen, let's give it a crack."
0: Great, and and so in terms of the technology from there, did you have did you have the idea and then? take it to someone to help you develop it or where's your sort of tech interest from there
1: i did yeah I'm, I'm i'm well aware that one of my many weaknesses is that i am not a coder i'm not a uh a heavy tech person i can understand the basics of it but that's about it so i went and found a a partner in crime a uh, and they i brought them the idea with some sketches going look this this is how i see it working from a from a storytelling perspective, from a, from a journey point of view, can you make this a reality for me? And they said, yeah, absolutely. We're going to tell you what you can't do, and we're going to tell you what else you can do that you haven't thought about, but we'll handle that side. Yeah. It definitely taught me to, to, to partner with people and surround myself with people who are just a lot smarter than I am.
0: I love that. And I think that's when you're on that sort of shared journey, then as well, I, I love the fact that they said that we can not just show you what you can't do, but things that you might not have thought of, because then the whole thing takes on a, a shared ownership between the two of you, doesn't it? And a whole sort of life of its own. And I, I think that's that's a really exciting way to work.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The idea of of uh, one person having all of the ideas and the other person just being the executor, those days are gone. Working in silos is a terrible idea. It's it's as poisonous for for any creative environment it makes sense to go well everyone has ideas let's let's tap into them and that's absolutely. partly what what sharpens also doing is everyone's got good notes so why not share them why not collaborate just because we don't know each other doesn't mean we can't learn from each other
0: yeah absolutely so take us into that kind of collaboration and this all the real time communication and all of that sort of stuff because i think apart from what we've explored so far in terms of the almost the feeling that you get back from using it in terms of hearing and seeing and being able to take those notes. I think it's that interaction and, and collaboration side, which is really revolutionary.
1: Sure. So on the one side of your screen, so the first thing, let me uh, caveat that. So so at the moment, Sharpen is built not for mobile, so it's for desktop, laptop, and for tablets. Laptop? Laptop. And uh, the, so on the one side of the screen are all of your notes and every note that you take is time-stamped onto the recording of the session. Okay, fine. On the other side of the screen are all the notes that everyone else in the session is taking. So let's say that it's a one-on-one between you and your tutor. Your tutor can now post notes and they can also check your notes and they can get into a discussion with you around a specific note. Now let's say that you go into more of a lecture style environment You got 50, 100 people in that lecture. All of a sudden, you got access to the notes of all 50 to 100 people. And you can jump into discussions with them. So if you post something, I can jump on that and go, ah, I think you're a little bit wrong. I think this is what he meant. Or ask for help going, oh, I didn't realize that's what he meant, thanks for clarifying. You can share documents directly through that. And again, the document is then timestamped onto the moment when the document was relevant. So everything is kept within context, so you can just learn from each other, collaborate with each, with each other, and because everything's online now, it can be people from the other side of the planet. But why not learn from them?
0: Yeah, you don't need to be sat talking to your friend who sat happens to be sat next to you in the in the lecture hall like that. And no. and um, the, the, I think the thing, the thing, the real practical benefits of this, which just is a real life example. Um, my daughter's in secondary school and um, because of all the remote learning that's been going on, there's sort of a group of friends on collaborating on social media, sort of keeping in contact with what's going on when they're in part of their class, I guess the same as you would be if you were sat together in the school. Um, and then they've got obviously the teachers, some of it's delivered live, some of it's kind of set up and then they get on and do it, do it themselves. But one of the things which has come come out of this, I think it's happened a few times, bearing in mind we were sort of nearly a year into this um, COVID pandemic, is the fact that there's a little bit of a disconnect sometimes between everybody involved in this collaboration or this class, in as much as if there's something you're not quite sure about it's not even the same as in class where you can stick your hand up and ask, oh, can I just check that? Um, Because they're having to do everybody muted or individually or you can put something in the chat, but then it involves them seeing it or not being able to come back or that lesson finishes and then something else. And then there's a whole world of sort of, sort of text and documents that just get on or then you've got to do a follow-up email or whatever and and what you described yeah. there just kind of brings all of that together, you know, like you said, it might be a friend that's just saying, oh, I'm not quite sure that you've got that right or you can ask a question and it's all happening in real time or even mm-hmm. the, the person giving the lecture or even if they, I guess if they then just check through it, they can see all that in real time to know exactly what you were talking about rather than the one small point you want to clarify in a an hour of a class that's going on and I can just see how that's just so, so exciting for everybody.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The one of the problems with that, that that chat function from that other platform that you're speaking about is it becomes noise because there's so much of it and it, it's not filterable. So what we have done with Sharpen is you can tag your, your notes. You can tag it as a question. So let's say you as a tutor are running a, a session or a teacher. You can simply say to everyone, guys, if you have a question, just write it as a note and just tag it as a question. And then what the, the, uh, the teacher or, or the uh, tutor does is they just filter by question. And then the only notes that will pop up in front of them are questions. So they can very quickly get down to the root of going, ah, right, so I have missed a few things. Fantastic. And if they miss it in the, real, in the live uh, session, they can just answer it as a, a comment note on that question. So that's the, the way that it becomes very easy to, to not miss things, that's the first thing. Regarding sharing documents, yeah, you don't have to now say, all right guys, I'll send everything out via email or upload it to a shared folder somewhere. You just upload it in the session, you upload it once, everyone who's in the session sees that and gets a copy of that. It's backed up by what was ever happening on the screen at the time that you uploaded those notes. I hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. So I guess the the, the next part of this, because we were talking about other platforms and that kind of thing, does everyone have to be on Sharpen and the whole thing happens on Sharpen or does it work in collaboration with other things or in collaboration with your, your device? How, how does it work practically from that standpoint?
1: Sure, so Sharpen is just a website. So sharpennotes.com, that's all it is. Uh, yes you do have to be on sharpen so sharpen is its own standalone video streaming platform and the reason for that is because every note that you take we need to know who to assign that note to so when you create a sharpen profile all of your sessions get recorded and stored on your profile and all of your notes and all of the notes that were shared with your pro with those sessions all get stored under your name so yeah
0: so but that that but you can't have another service, let's um, <laughs> let's not not necessarily name them, but with their countless sort of um, versions out there, you can't be running the two at the same time. So, you, for example, let's say Google, you can't be in, in a Teams meeting and have Sharpen open at the same time and the, everybody's on Sharpen, so you can do everything you've talked about, but the actual yeah. other part of it is still happening within Google, for example
1: totally hear you, and we have played around with this to sort of hack the system a bit, which is just so much fun to do. Uh, The reality is not most machines, just from a hardware point of view, there's only one webcam and one audio source. So they don't particularly like streaming to two different sources at the same time. So if you've got Google Meets pulling video feed and Sharpens also pulling video feed, the computer tends to get a little glitchy. So technically, hypothetically, theoretically, it can be done. Um, it's just not a hundred percent reliable, which is why we decided. Right, rather, let's just build build a standalone platform. You can screen share whatever you want into Sharpen.
0: Got you. So it it becomes your your go to piece of software, or, like I say the website that you actually then use for for all of those things. So, exactly. So yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about going forward. How do you get people to to really want to I I guess once they see what it can do in the way we're talking about it, why would you not? But I guess yeah. one of the things that we know over the, the course of history, especially with an education, is people get quite fixed on, on what they're used to and, and having whole setups of things in one fell swoop. So how how do you sort of plan to help that sort of migration into using a tool which we think is gonna be beneficial for people but while still being slightly sort of reserved about making any kind of change?
1: It's a great point and Part of the challenge that that Sharpen has is because we've been taking notes the way that we've been taking notes for thousands of years, we scribble things down, we we, we hand-write it, people generally don't realize that there is a problem. It's just how it is. This is just how we've been doing it for eons, so let's just keep on doing that. So part of our challenge is to to get people to, to realize that there is a problem. So that's the first thing. The second thing is once we... Once people see Sharpen in action, there's this wonderful aha moment, and it's an absolute joy to watch when people see it, they go, oh, right, okay. Well, that's an oh, right moment, but yeah. They go, <laughs> aha, okay, great. And then it all just makes sense. What then happens and what has been happening is it's been word of mouth. It's been word of mouth, people going, this thing is brilliant. I had... I think five or six people contact me last week just because we've got a tutor using it. And she says, I, this is the best thing since sliced bread. I don't know why I've ever used anything else. And just that kind of energy has spread the word. But from a, a business point of view, we are offering Sharpen free to any tutor, to any coach, to any teacher globally. Right now, it's all free. We're beta testing it. You're more than welcome to have a look at it, to play around with it. I will do a demo call with you to, to walk you through it and gladly set you up because I I, I know that we're all short on time and it's a little scary to jump to something new. I totally get it. So I will be there to help you make that step. And if it's something that, that works for you, great.
0: Well, I mean, that's the reason that educational On Fire was, was put onto this world was I think it was to share things which people one may not have come across, but also just to, to be aware that it's happening, you know. There's lots of talk in education and, and learning generally about wouldn't it be great if? But I think being able to say, but this, whatever this happens to be, is already happening, and we can help you with that is is just so exciting. And so, uh, yeah, that's what really really gets me fired up. So it's really great to hear you to hear you say that. Great, um, that's great. So let let's talk a little bit about um, how it would work practically. You said you know maybe you've got a hundred people. Um, on the the app at any given one time. Does it work in the same way that people would recognize in terms of sharing screens, um, having multiple people on screen at the same time? How how, how does that sort of work for you?
1: So Sharpen's primary function is one-to-one. So think tutoring, coaching, uh, that is the primary function of it. And in that mode, both people have got video. So you can both see each other, you can both hear each other, okay, great. In the group mode, We are fairly early stage. So we originally built the group mode to be for webinars and for lectures. So more sort of a one-way flow of information. And as a result, we gave all of the guests just audio because we didn't want to become too noisy with too many videos on the screen simultaneously. So how that'll work is your teacher or your lecturer hops on, they set the session up, invite people to a specific uh, session. Everybody logs in, great. The teacher can hear everyone and everyone can see the teacher. So that is the first version of the group mode. Down the line, we will be building it out so that there'll be video for a lot more people on the group mode.
0: This just um, well, it's got me thinking a lot because we have uh, the National Association for Primary Education have a a conference coming up. And um, and one of the things that we're looking to develop is to have more and more of these types of things. And I think what you're describing is such a win-win for everybody because most of the time it's just the chance for the person to present and to show what's going on. You want to interact, which of course you can do through the things we've spoken about already. And I think for them the ability to be able to ask the questions, take the notes and be a community and a collaboration within those people that take part and have it all recorded and and there for you to use in your way that changes the whole perception of what a webinar or a presentation or a conference or anything like that really, really delivers, I think.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, so often when I've, I've been to conferences, I sit there at keynotes and I, I watch people pull out their, their phones and take a photograph of the PowerPoint that is up on the, the big screen <laughs> in front of them. And it's so often it's it's overexposed, it's blown out, then you've got to pinch on it and zoom in to try and see the information and you're not quick enough and you miss it. And then while they're doing that, they're taking notes, either handwriting notes or the the writing notes into the note app on their phone. So you think, all right, so you've now got information stored in your, your camera roll, which is blurry and out of focus. You got written notes, either in a book or in an app, and then you got all of the audio, which you can't revisit at all. So all the Charpin's doing is just pulling all of those together into one place. And then on top of that, you get to tap into everything else that has a shared interest is sharing. Those hundred people at the keynote, you can start seeing what everyone is actually thinking. And what a great way to collaboratively learn and think and discuss and meet other people.
0: It is exactly that. And, and you're right. And it goes all the way from, you know, what, uh, the student doing it in the lecture hall all the way through to being at a conference. And I, I think the other thing that just struck me then as well is the fact that if you are being tutored in something, um, I'm thinking sort of almost sort of if you're at school or or sort of earlier on in your learning experience, often you need that ongoing support and that kind of hand-holding, in, if, if not for a better word, in terms of it's oh, it's this little thing which you were so close to, but that one-to-one tutoring helps you with or, or just that kind of really understanding about what's going to make the ball drop. And, and this is perfect for this because not only have, have you had that, in the, in the session, as it were, whether you're face to face or, you know, or whether it's building remotely, but you, but you've just, you've just got the fact that like you say, you then go back when you're trying to remember it, because this is what you're having the extra support for. And it's there for you in, in, like I say, in that real time and, and, and time stamped and, and with all that collaboration going on. And I can, I can see how that's just so much more valuable then.
1: Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lovely way to think about this. If you have a look at professional sport, Very often, those athletes will be filmed while they are performing, and then the coach will sit down afterwards and analyze that video and have a look at it and go, all right, what worked? What didn't work? Because it all happened very quickly in the moment. So let me take the time pressure off it and let me slow things down and go, all right, what exactly went wrong here? What can I do better? What did I do wrong? What did I do right? So why not do that for education?
0: And I guess it's also that you can then work through it in, like say, in your own time, can't you? It's that, you know, Absolutely. Let's, let's assume the session was an hour and you cover a lot because someone's paying for that hour's worth of tuition in that time. And you're trying to get from A to B between now and let's say there's an exam you're working towards. But to have that hour, which you can then break down in real time throughout the course of that week, ready for your next one, then that really is a whole different way of learning.
1: Exactly. So with Sharpen, you've got unlimited access to that hour. Why not?
0: Yeah, why not? What a, what a, that's the a perfect way of putting it, perfect way of putting it. <laughs>
1: um,
0: let's just wind back briefly to, uh, to your mm. school experience, because th- w- one thing that just strikes me here is the fact that this changes what people will feel their learning experience was all about so is there anything that you remember from your school experience or teacher which actually had that same sort of feeling that kind of ah yes this is a this is a moment here or a a person or a situation that just yeah I can I can connect here on a way that I wasn't sure that I was in in the rest of school
1: yes um can't remember his name I've forgotten his name can't remember his name He was my english teacher and he was what resonated for me around him was um one he understood that people operated at at different speeds and operated differently so it wasn't just all right we're we're on this ride i'm going to start the lesson and finish the lesson you have to keep up it wasn't that it was more a matter of going right this particular student's got that point great i'm going to focus on somebody else but when it came to being stuck he would focus his energy on that one person. So let's say me, he would focus on me and go, all right, Aiden, slow it down. Take the pressure off, relax. What are you not, what are you struggling with? And what do you need? How can I help you? And in slowing everything down, it took the pressure off me. And from that, he was just a man of empathy, really, because he understood, he understood that I was struggling. I wanted to get it right. It's not like I was trying to fail. I was trying to understand it, as is pretty much every student. They all want to get it right. So that empathy allowed me to then not beat myself up and get it right, ultimately.
0: I really like that. And, and, just, and just bringing that sort of almost full, full circle um, into Sharpen as well is the fact that I know a lot of the time, You know you're learning something and then you might have to go externally to learn something in your own time (laughs) so you know you're learning about this Mm. subject and then you think oh there's a there's an online resource over here where i can find out a little bit more or i can do that in my own time because this the the setup is slightly different and i just sort of quite like that kind of emergence there of the fact that um by able to record and, and do everything that Sharpen does in that same way as we talked about just a moment ago, the fact that you can come back to it and then do it in your own time, but with the people you're actually supposed to be learning with, whether that's your tutor or your teacher or, or being in school, that seems like you get the best of both worlds there. And I can, I, I like, that's why I like this question so much, because it's that kind of convergence of sort of some of your mm. actual real life experiences, which then merge into the sorts of things that
1: people create. You've just made me realize that, thank you, because I haven't thought about school in a very long time. <laughs>
0: Um, what advice or what was the best advice were you you ever given? Or I guess the other, the other thing which some people prefer is, uh, what advice you would give your, your younger self now looking back? And I will sort of caveat that with the fact that you may not have even, um, wanted to hear it (laughs) at the time, but something which you just think is something actually knowing that would have, would, would make a big difference now for those listening.
1: I would tell myself and a lot of other people, I, I would say this, I would say, try everything. And when you come to a decision on what you think about that thing, make sure it's not influenced by other people. Try everything. That's the point It's to experiment, explore, try different things, learn, fail and fail forward. And the more you do that, the more you'll figure out what you don't like and what you do like. And that'll help you narrow in as to what you want to spend the rest of your life doing. Well, not even that. What do you want to do next?
0: I, I like that idea of, of, of what you want to do next, because the, I think there's a lot of pressure on a lot of people, especially youngsters, in, in terms of you're making all these decisions now for the rest of your life, which, in, which we know is, is just not the case because your life is not going to change remotely. dramatically in so yeah. many ways that you can't even do, so...
1: I've changed career, I think four or five times (laughs) and that's just how, how it is these days. That's, that's the world that we live in and it's great. It's fantastic. It keeps things interesting. So yeah. And also I think the other bit of uh, advice that I would give myself is calm down. Calm down. It's going to be okay.
0: Yeah. Take the time. Take Take a deep breath. yeah Yeah. exactly and uh, i think the only other thing i would add to that first comment you said about the changing of careers is the fact that you have multiple things going on and so uh, so often i mean i you know I, i i'm a classic example of that you know I'm a, I'm a musician who's going out and performing, I'm also a teacher that's teaching the skills that I've learned through my performing, I'm podcasting um, and there's all sorts of other avenues which are opening up through all of those different ways and sometimes you do just get into that but I'm meant to be this or I'm meant to be that and that ability just to say well I'm all of those things and it's the, it's the skills and the understanding and the learning I've got in all those different avenues of life which actually make me me which then gives you what you need to take that forward. Like you said, I love that falling or failing forward, I think is a great, great thing when you're experimenting in those situations.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So just to round off, is there a resource which has had a big impact on your on your life? And it can be a podcast, a book, a video film song can be can be anything, but something which you just think, oh, that's something I go back to or something that you really remember.
1: So a resource that I often tap into but don't often go back to. Uh, I enjoy Tim Ferriss and his podcast. Uh, I think he does really great work to, to ask. Quite grounded questions of of successful people in whatever their field. Um, he does an amazing interview with Hugh Jackman, which just fascinated me. Um, I've just listened to him interview Mark Randolph, who's the the man who started Netflix. And it's just a great way to, to to sit down and have what feels like an informal chat with these people who've who've done interesting things. And when I'm feeling a bit flat or low, I quite like hearing the struggles that these other people have been through and go, oh right, good. I'm not by myself. It's okay. It's not meant to be smooth sailing all the time. So that's uh that's very helpful. And then when it comes to to something that I come back to again and again and again, I use music a lot. So when I find a song that that I, I like, I'll put that song on repeat for two, three days and I, I, I just get stuck in that song and it'll, it'll drive me forward. So that's that's very helpful. And the same for movies. If I need a good pick me up. Um, probably my favorite movie for this <laughs> is Ratatouille, the Pixar animated film It is such a great little movie. Um, I really like sci-fi and and uh, and thrillers, but that particular film is neither of those, and it's just it's just such a heartwarming film, and it makes me feel like everything will be okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I really I really love that, and I I love all those things because um, I think that Hugh Jackman interview I've I've heard and it's fantastic and it's fascinating. Like you say, that sort of inside the head of the person that you see on the big screen or that you know about, but like you say, their struggles, their thought processes, why they did this, why they did that so really mm-hmm. important and um And I think what you said there in terms of the music and the film, I think there's something very going back to that sort of emotional connection that you need a lot of the time, depending on where you are on any given day or any given situation. It's those sorts of experiences, which I think can like say change your mood or just give you that freedom to sort of emotionally connect in a way that you need in order to sometimes recharge or just to sort of push yourself forward, like you say, back into what you were doing. So yeah, really lovely. It's really, really, really important. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Aidan, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited about about what you have created. And I'm just trying thank to you, work man. out the first person I'm going to tell about it, that we should start using it. <laughs> um, Brilliant! Thank you. all those emails. <laughs> um, but, for, but for everyone listening, um, tell us exactly where they need to go again so that they can take a look for themselves.
1: Sure, yeah, just hop on the website, which is www.sharpennotes.com. Fantastic. And you can sign Aiden,
0: up for the beta so for
1: free. Um, yeah everything that you need is on there
0: brilliant well as always with these podcasts it's hearing the the stories and the the voices and the people behind what it is that we're trying to share and i think that just gives you a whole different perspective of of what it is that people are doing and why they're doing it so yeah aidan thank you so much for being here
1: mark thanks this has been brilliant
0: thank you to the national association for primary education for their long term support of the education on fire podcast To get a free e-copy of their professional journal primary first please go to nape.org.uk forward slash journal that's n-a-p-e.org.uk forward slash journal thanks for listening to the education on fire podcast for more information of each episode and to get in touch go to educationonfire.com education is not the filling of a pail but the lighting of a fire